afternoon, New Zealand. Sorry, Freddie, I am stopping you. Dean Butler with you here until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Producer Finn James is on the buttons. 0800 150 811 is the number to call. You can text double A double three. And me and Finn were talking about this beforehand before we got on the show today. Normally when we've come in off the back of an all-black test recently, it's been with bad news and, and not good and people have fired up and they've got their calls and well today, New Zealand, we got to, I think we've got to eat a bit of humble pie. I think we've got to start uh, frying up the dead rat and cook it and eat a bit because let's be honest for the first test of the year the All Blacks had a pretty bloody good game wow well done the ABs excellent victory um, over Argentina this morning what did you think New Zealand we want your thoughts uh, we want your ideas your opinions 0800 150 is the number to call. They got out of the blocks quickly three tries early pretty much game over but for you New Zealand what did you make of it? We all know. Let's put this game in context, by the way. And we will be talking with Steve Devine shortly about this as well, uh, around about quarter past 12. So if you've got any questions for Steve, uh, also please let us know, double eight double three, or you can, of course, call on 0800-150-811. How do you view this game? Because it was the first one of the year. We know this squad isn't the... First 15, for want of a better word, there were key players not being there today. But... Taking that out of it, that was a very good performance from the All Blacks. Uh, Damian McKenzie started a little bit slowly, got that kick charge down early. We're all going, oh no, oh boy, okay, it's it's not a, not a great start. Misses a couple of conversions. Everyone's going, oh no. But then he came back into it, started to find his radar. It did look very uh, odd there at the ground for kicking. Even the Argentinian uh, kicker struggled um, occasionally. And the ball was getting so high, don't know what was going on there. But Damian McKenzie certainly came back into his own and uh, yeah, played, I thought, particularly well, as did others. So what do you think, New Zealand? 0800 150 uh, Anything, your thoughts, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, uh, and or text double eight double three. Finn, you had a big day uh, on the weekend. You had a big, big night on Friday. You were working late yesterday, yet you still got up to watch the game this morning. Is that right, Finn? Good man, good man. And you see, so you're a young fella. Let's put that in context, Finn. You're a, you're a young man, um, and so you've got those those young genes where you can have a late night and still get up early and, and not feel the effects. So well done to you and your youthful powers. Uh, what did you, what were you expecting this morning, mate, and what did you make of it? Well, I haven't watched rugby in a very, very long time, so I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But um, I was hoping they'd win, and they did. <laughs> There you go, folks. Finn has got his thoughts on it. Yeah, hoping I was look. I was the same, Finn. I was hoping exactly the same thing. We all look, and that's just it. We all want the All Blacks to win, regardless. Even, even last year when it was, we still want them to win. Um, of course, the man who copped the most heat last year was Ian Foster, as we know, left, right, and centre. He was getting it. This, and you know, regardless of what you think of him being there, not being there, Scott Robertson coming in. I think we all want Scott. That's fine. We all agree on that. But right now. 
we're all in on Ian Foster and this All Black side to go all the way to the All Blacks because uh, to the World Cup because it is T minus four. There's four games left before we kick off this World Cup uh, over in in France against the French. Game one, which is a toughie, real toughie. Um, so what did you make of it today, New Zealand? What did you make of the players? Some players uh, out of position, some players in, but Adi Savia at eight. What did you make of that? Is that his spot? Will he stay there? Shannon Frizzell played particularly well uh, as well. He could possibly go there. Uh, one player who has copped a bit of heat as well in the last uh, 12 months, Bowden Barrett. Um, uh, I think we all prefer Will Jordan uh, at fullback, but Bowden Barrett started there today and had a very, a very a good game. Um, Imani Narawa. The winger, the new winger, also another excellent uh, debut from him. Finn, did you see um, Imani Narawa, the new winger? Oh. <laughs> Finn's just replaced and his mic isn't working. Okay, fair enough, mate. Um, but yes, it was a very, very good game uh, from Imoni Narawa. Um, another text that came in earlier thought Caleb Clark was good today in the air, forced four turnovers. If there is a change in the back line, maybe it will be Talia for Nariwa, who was okay too. That's from uh, Ken. Yes, I thought uh, no, I thought Narawa had a very good game, actually. Uh, Scott Barrett. As always, had another good. And look, to be fair, most of the All Blacks had good games, which makes it difficult when we're uh, when we're trying to dissect a game about uh, what happened, uh, what where can we improve on. And I think one of the most popular players in the All Blacks, as he has been for a number of years, uh, Dane Coles. How good the old camp, the war horse, the old war horse came out, got that early try, which he does. Yeah, he's a proven try scorer, and he had another excellent all-round game. But did this game, did it answer more questions for you, New Zealand, or has it has it created more questions for you? Because as I say, as we all know, a lot of this side won't be starting uh, in that game next week. Is it next, yeah, next week against South Africa? What do you make of it? What do you think? 0800-150-811 is the number to call. You can text double eight double three. Uh, we will have um, Steve Devine on as well around about quarter past uh, to discuss everything rugby as well. And then after one o'clock, we're going to be talking with Will Evans. He's the editor and writer for This Warrior's Life. Of course, the Warriors had a massive win last night. Wow, that was, that was uh, look, I'll be honest with you, New Zealand, in my tipping comp, which I'm in, I, I, I tipped, I tipped, yeah, don't hate me. I tipped the Eels. Yep, that's what I did. Uh, I just thought, I just thought the Eels are going to get there. Don't ask me why, I just did. It was foolish, it was idiotic, it was mental, but it did happen. 0800-150-811 is the number to call if you've got any thoughts um, on the rugby last night or indeed if you've got any thoughts on, because uh, there is a lot of sport on at the moment. There's heaps on uh, at the moment. We've got the rugby, which has just kicked off. Of course, the New Zealand 15 played last night. We've got uh, the Ashes. We've got the tenant. It's it's all go. But here we go on the line right now. Joining us from uh, Christchurch, it is indeed Graham. Graham, good afternoon to you, mate. Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Graham. Look, mate, we're talking uh, all things All Blacks at the moment. You're a massive rugby fan. You're a massive Crusaders Canterbury fan. We know that. What did you make of that game uh, this morning? Well, it was, ex- you know, it was a great display, and it was extremely one-sided. I, you know, mm. I mean, I'm probably coming from a perspective that I think that, you know, I know there's a lot of tit for tat going on in New Zealand at the moment, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know, about. 
McKenzie, but you mm. know he played well. But I mean, I still think Richie Mwanga is a better number ten. You know, yep. um, etc. You know, for next week, I think Sam Whitelock's fit. He'll play. Yes. I think guys like Frizzell, for instance. You know, I think he he can. You know, he picked. You know, he helped get his own selection for next week. Mm. I think. You know, and I was more of a probably Jacobs and well, yes. with Ethan Blackadder out, um, more of a Jacobson fan, but. Um, you know, um, Shannon Frizzell took his chances big time. So, yeah, I mean, because, you know, they did, they bowled them up front. Oh. And, um, yeah, the Argentinians were surprisingly timid, yeah, to be it, honest. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, Graham? Because I'm, I'm a bit like you, mate. It's hard to read this game, given we know that the South Africans are coming and there were changes being made to this. But I'm like you. I thought that South uh, that Argentinian team would be a bit more, like you say, combative in that first 15 minutes, but it just didn't happen. No, no. P- apart from when Pablo Matera, you know, nearly scored, and then that was it. Yes. Yeah, I thought, oh, well, it's all on. You know, I mean, it's early one minute into the game or whatever yeah. seconds it was. <laughs> it was early. But, um, but uh, you know, that was it. I mean, they played a bit better, but once you have a lead like that, and you see that in any level of rugby, you know, unless it's going to be 80 points, and then it becomes... You know, he'd be asking questions about the Argentinian team, but yeah, they they tailed off a bit, and or we did, and they 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 played you know a bit better, but yeah, that was um yeah, I don't know what 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 was going on with them no. to be honest at home with a ferocious crowd behind them, yeah, you know, and. Yeah, it was a massive crowd, big turnout. Um, going, you know, and right from the get go, they were right into it. But it just didn't—it didn't happen for them really, Graham, until the second half, where it was actually quite even. Was it ten all in the second half? That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was much better second half performance. Hey, one man also, um, Graham, who's been under a bit of a spotlight is, of course, the um, All Blacks, uh, Sam Kane. He had an excellent game this morning. He made some crunching tackles. Well, he, he does do that. I mean, I'm not as, I'll be honest with you, but like what, I'm not his biggest fan, mm. but, you know, um, they did make some, you know, I thought Scott Barrett played played well, and I thought, um, you know, young Josh Lord, you know, Scott Barrett's coming on yes. a great super campaign, and Josh Lord certainly stepped up, you know, so they were they were very physical, you know, like Artie Severe, you know, he play, always plays that way, so, yeah, no, it was a interesting game, but I mean... I think, you know, next week, and then yeah. you know, even though we play them here, it's going to be a big challenge. I mean, the Australians last night, that, that I didn't see it, but, I mean, that was a, I didn't that was a huge... Uh, I, didn't, I couldn't believe it. I didn't see I it either, Graham, but, yeah, I, I re- I've read the reports and I've heard the score, and, and it looks like the, the South Africans, did they crushed them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, yeah. that was without half of their team who came over here early to prepare for next week's game. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's... It's going to be interesting, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, you've got to give the All Blacks their dues. You know, a lot of people saying they wouldn't win. I have funny, I wasn't too sure because I, mm. the Argentinians are a wee bit like the French can be a little bit. When they're off, they're off. But yeah. I think at home, yeah, I think Checker would have to take a look in the mirror and say, how, how did they prepare as well as the All Blacks played? You know, you, did they think because a lot of players, the number one players weren't playing with. They just had to turn up. I'm sure that's not the case, but you, you sort of ask questions about the, yeah. you know, the prep. I thought, you know, I, thought the, I thought the same thing, Graham. I thought Argentina at home after their win last year, I thought, man, it's it's going to be tough. They, they did. They have beaten us twice in the last three years. Mm. And, um, 
once here and, and you know a couple of years before that um over in um sydney or wherever it was it was in australia anyway yeah um so that no no they um <laughs> yeah that was a big dent in there you know I mean, they, I mean, you don't write teams off because they could well turn around and be, you know. Can I can I ask um, you something? You know, the playoffs of the world rugby, it's a bit, you know, it's a big wake up call for them. But absolutely, yeah, I'd be, I'd be, you know, as I say, I still think um, Steve Devine wouldn't be surprised to hear me say this. Yeah, I still think um, Richie Wainga should be picked. Yeah. Um, you know, because I was surprised when he left out, but yeah, you know, the team just they just you know just kicked, clicked, you know, everything, you know, turned to turn to gold really but, you know the passes offloads oh. so yeah can I, I ask you something Graham though in a game like this where it's kind of not the starting team for maybe next week the, the, some of the players played so well do you think there's a few in there who have played their way into next week's squad who maybe were on the fringes well I think Frizzell to me yeah. they, they may still leave him out I mean, they make. I mean, a lot of people don't. I mean, I prefer Barrett a lot myself, but mm. you know, some people think. But yeah, I mean, Frizzell would definitely be, you know, the, the, in that situation. I mean, Bowden played well at fullback. You know, I can't. You can't deny. Oh well, look, that's. I, I, have that, to, that, I have to. <laughs> I have to say, I'm not a fan of his at fullback. Though, so. But I mean, you know, it's, um, look, Graham, take it on that. Look, Graham, it's, yep. this, this is this is a growing, this is a learning experience for all of us here. <laughs> we're all having to swallow some humble pie today because we're we're all like you. You know, I'm the same. We, you know, we all pre- I think we all prefer Will Jordan at fullback. Um, oh yeah, well he's out. Yeah. I mean, I imagine. I well, I mean, yeah, he was out for this game, mm. and you know, he would be my choice. And I would have had Stevenson. Yeah, Sean um, Stevenson you know, is the uh, other. Yeah, ahead of um, Barrett. Yes, at, um, but Barrett's got a lot of experience and. You know, perhaps that's what shone through. But you know, you got to look at it and say that it was one-way traffic. But you know, um, yeah, I, yeah. If Will Jordan was available, I would have had him in last night. Whether he's available for this week, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Sam Whitelock will be an interesting one. I, you know, be be good to have him back for the box. But um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, as well as the pack that go, the, the box will be a different. You but they've got to travel a lot of that squad. So, but I mean, they're used to that. They won't. That's why you know, it's hard. They, that's why it's hard to read ground because we don't know if this was a really good win by the All Blacks or was the Argentinians in that first half they just weren't there. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. You know, but some people will say it's one or the other. Uh, yeah, because you know, there's a sort of people like me. You know, I'm very much. You know, I was a, sort of not really a big fan of Ian Foster, <laughs> to be honest. And people are going to say, well, that proves everything. You know, people. That, a lot of people are going to say, well, that proves that, you know, that he's, that they, well, it was a great first up performance, but as you've seen before with all black sides, yes, you know, a ropey one can lead to a poor season or, or a good season. And likewise, we've had great starts and, you know, um, World Cup campaigns and it's, and it's sometimes, you know, papered over the crack. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not get, have to dig up Nostradamus and um, <laughs> and see what he's what he's what he's looking at the well, you know, what he's got coming, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Graham. Hey, mate, we've got to go. We've got to get Steve Devine up. But hey, as always, mate, appreciate your call. No, thanks, Dean. You have a good afternoon. You too. There you go. There's Graham from Christchurch with his thoughts. If you've got any questions you want to ask uh, Steve, text us in double eight double three, or you can give us a call 0800-150-811. I have got some texts there which I will get to when we talk with Steve. We'll be back with him after this break. 
20 past 12 here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you here up until 2 o'clock today. Producer Finn James is on the buttons. 0800 150 is the number to call. We're discussing the uh, All Blacks test from earlier this morning. 41-12 win over Argentina. Uh, if you've got any questions for Steve DeMine, please text them and now double eight double three because he is joining us on the line. It is former All Black Blues and Auckland Harper and SENZ host Steve Devine. Steve, good afternoon, mate. Hey, Dean. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, good, buddy. Look, it's a funny one this morning, Steve, because let's be honest, mate, uh, in, in recent times when we've come in to do uh, radio shows off the back of the All Blacks, it hasn't been good, mate. Um, we've had a lot of angry people. But this morning, what a fantastic win for the All Blacks. What, what did you make of it? Yeah, well, they uh, sort of blew them off the park. It was pretty much over after 15 minutes. Mm. And, um, and uh, the sort of the game after the end of the second half, they sort of wound down and... Um, it was just sort of bit of a bit of a tipsy turvy it's had in the second half, I think. But yeah, it was certainly um a great first half performance for the All Blacks and um, you know, put it with on doubt after sort of twenty minutes ago or so the game was over. Absolutely. And we've got a text in here too. Uh Steve, this is from uh, Andy. He says, uh, Geordie uh, Barrett and Rico really looked the goods this morning. Hope their combination continues to grow. I was really impressed with Sam Kane as well. I know he has his detractors, uh, but boy, he played uh, good this morning with ball in hand too. What do you make of that? Yeah, mate, Sam Kane's he's, he's just a fantastic leader, right? And 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 the team, you know, the team goes a lot better when he's uh, when he's on the field, and um, you know, his composure and, he, and his attitude really, you know, really really holds through and. You know, it's just been great for him this year. He's been able to put a few games together. Um, last year he had a lot of injuries and didn't play a lot of rugby and then came back into hard situations. But, yeah, he's had an outstanding uh, season back to his best, really. And, and Jordi and Rico, you know, um, the thing that I really liked and I've sort of uh, been asking for it all year at the Blues was, you know, the number of times Rico got the ball in his hand at top pace. And, mm. um, you know, he's running aggressively into the, into the defenders and, He's a big athletic boy who's hard to stop, and so is Geordie. And you know that was that was uh, that was a big part of why they played so well. Is they got some good go for ball, good quick ruck ball, and they, and they were the RGs. Unfortunately, were just un- unable to contain them in that first sort of twenty minutes. Yeah, it was such a, such a brilliant opening. Apart from that, in that first minute, though, Steve, when uh, old DMAC got caught with the ball charged down, and we all thought for a second, oh no, it's the worst possible start. Uh, but uh, he certainly recovered after that. Yeah, I mean they, yeah, little little mistakes are going to be made here and there, and there was a, a sort of a bit of a mishap at that ruck that made made for slow ball, and and uh, but yeah, he was uh, good enough to get himself out of a bad situation, and and then they just you know turned the screws really. Um, they ran with the ball in hand, they ran well, they ran straight and they ran hard, and um, unfortunately the Archies sort of couldn't really uh, match it for that for that first part of the of the game, and and that was it. That was all she wrote. Yeah, it was all she wrote indeed. Hey, we've actually got a caller here as well to ask you a question, um, Steve. It's uh, Donald from Christchurch. Donald, good afternoon to you, mate. Good afternoon, uh, Dean, and uh, afternoon, Steve. How are you doing today? I'm not too bad, mate. Yourself? Good, 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 good. Hey, um, the All Blacks 15 that played against Japan this morning, were there any players in that team that stood out that could make it through to the A team? Um, mate, I, I think I think that team is playing because if there's injuries there, the next likely cab's off the rink. Um, I, I was a little bit surprised with a few of those selections, uh, meaning you know some of those guys or uh, most of those inside backs are signed to go offshore next year. So 
Um, I, I sort of would have thought that maybe some guys that had showed a bit of loyalty and were hanging around might might get those positions, but but not to be. I mate, I think anyone. I think if there's an injury in any of uh, the All Black positions, I think those players are first cabs off the rank. I think um, I think that's pretty clear to see. And unless you're already in an All Black squad or um, uh, you, you're sort of the next cab off the rank from that uh, New Zealand 15, I would imagine. Hey, thanks for your time. Really enjoy the rest of your weekend. Hey, thanks, Donald. Thank you for your call, mate. There you go. There's Donald with um, his thoughts and his questions. If you've got any, please let us know. 0800 150 811. If you want to ask Steve any questions, or you can uh, text us double eight double three. But make it quick. I know Steve's busy. He's got a lot of stuff on uh, this Sunday afternoon. Steve, I have to ask you too. Um, in terms of the ABC, are there any players that you saw who maybe have asked more questions than than? Then answered like um, maybe Shannon Frizzell, someone like that. Your your thoughts? Yeah, I thought he was outstanding. I, like um, I was, you know, a little bit surprised that they went with him initially mm. um, because he, he they spent a lot of the Super Rugby uh, campaign at lock for the Highlanders, and you know they didn't have a great season. But man, I think that was probably one of his better 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 performances in a black jumper um, yesterday. Uh, uh, earlier this morning, sorry, and um, mate, yeah, I just think across the board they were all pretty good. There mm. wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of mistakes. No. They they held the ball. They looked like they had clarity. I, I think the forwards performed exceptionally well. The, the um, you know from line out defence, um, you know they defended well the first five minutes. So I mean. The RGs had the ball in our twenty-two at one stage, and then they end up kicking it back behind in their own yeah. half. So I just yeah, I just thought it was a pretty it was a pretty clear performance you know everyone sort of knew what they were doing everyone knew their job and and um yeah i'm excited to see where things go obviously it's going to be a, a, a bit of a bigger test next week with the south africa who just destroyed aussie so oh mate uh, didn't now I, that was did you see it still? that was pretty much the beat i did i got up and watched and um that was pretty much the african b team as well oh, so they've boy. got i think they've got a dozen they've got a dozen players in sydney already they've had they've been there for the week preparing for oh. Uh, to the flyover today, I think they're flying in today and, oh, and to get stuck in. So, <laughs> mate, it was it was a hell of a performance, and you know, Aussie were not even in the race at sort of any stage. They didn't really look comfortable, and oh. um, they they fought hard for twenty minutes and then just completely blown off the park. Man, can I can I ask you, this, Steve? Was it? I mean, let's be fair with with the All Blacks Argentina. It is hard to get a renewal because we're not sure how good the Argentina side were or whatever. Was it the same with Aussie? With the Aussie, were they just not playing well, or was South Africa just played really well and just blew them off the park? Uh, yeah, Africa just blew them off the park, mate. Wow. That, was, that was not that was not far off the full strength uh, Aussie team. Wow! And uh, mate, they they fought hard for twenty minutes and got themselves in front by a good try, and then and then just got destroyed. Um, they had nothing at scrum time. They Gosh. struggled at line out. They struggled around the field. Um, Eddie Jones and I think they'd all be be uh, a little bit embarrassed. And uh, they'll need a they'll need a big performance next week in Sydney coming up against an RGO who I'm sure will uh, want to do a better job than what they did uh, earlier this morning as well. Oh, sure well, look, you, you mentioned your your old mate Eddie Jones there, so we've just got a, a text in here before Steve as well. If anybody's looking for a good laugh, watch the Wallabies press conference after their game. It's Eddie Jones at his salty best. Did you see any of that, Steve? At all? Yeah, I think he I think he called one of the journalists a smartass for making comments about um, him referring to the Africans as the B team during the week, and then they got walloped by them. So, um, yeah, he's, mate, he takes it to heart. He takes a lot to heart, old Eddie. And um, yeah, I just think it's good to see him squirm. And, 
maybe there's a few, maybe there's a few people in Australia that sort of maybe think that uh, getting rid of Dave Rennie may not have been such a uh, good idea right now. Now that is good point there, good point there, Steve, because we all know Dave Rennie was playing a long game with this Aussie team, wasn't he? He was building, transforming, going to take it all up to the World Cup. Then he got pretty much shafted. Yeah. So as you say, Mate, it's, mm. it's one thing. It's one thing to lose a game of rugby, but play a style that you think is successful and play a style that people want to watch. But mm. now Eddie's brought this Northern Hemisphere game in where it's just all about set-piece and kicking and you start losing a few games like that and all of a sudden you lose a whole lot of fans because you not only are you losing, you're not losing well, you're playing you know, a bad style of rugby and losing. And um, you know The tide will turn pretty quickly unless, uh, unless Australia decide to actually play, try and play some rugby, some, some summer hemisphere-style rugby where they're where throwing the ball around and and, and running around, you know, it's just they just kicked almost every time they got the ball. Australia kicked it. They went maybe three phases at most without kicking the ball. Wow! Some very, some very aimless kicking as well. It wasn't even a long kick. It was, it was just, it was really horrible to watch. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, yeah, that's good. Well, should I say, should I say, it was really good to watch. <laughs> Absolutely. I've uh, got a text in here from Ken, Steve. He says, uh, guys, can't see many changes next week. Maybe four at most in the pack, and maybe Talia in for Narawa if fit. Uh, keep McKenzie at 10. Uh, that's from Ken. What do you reckon about that, mate? Yeah, listen, there'll, there'll be a few changes. I think they've left some guys at home uh, looking forward to this week having Africa. So mm. I think we might see um, Will Jordan come into the team. Um, I don't think Mark Talia is going to be fit. I, I, I'm not 100% about that, but okay. I just heard that it's uh, maybe about a month for that injury he got. Oh. So he'd be, uh, he, he could be touch and go, but uh, he might be a week away. Um, so, they may, you know, they played well, but they have left guys here. Yeah. Um, in, in, in getting uh, getting ready for, for this week. So I imagine we'd see the two, the two locks, the two big locks come back in, uh, in White Lock and and uh, Guzzler, and um, yeah, there's probably there'll probably be a few changes with, and most of them will be the guys that stayed here, uh, getting ready for for the the big test uh, this week in Auckland. Can I ask you a question, Steve? I mean, we are literally T minus four games now since the, to the start of the Rugby World Cup. With the the squad changes next week, will that kind of be uh, the last of the changes? Do you think, or will, will be we'll try this squad next week, and then after that we'll put these two together, and that's our best squad going forward, and we won't change them for the remainder. I think, mate, what will happen there, they have to trim this squad. The squad they've announced, I think, is 35 at the moment. Oh, uh, and okay. Then, and then a few other people with injuries. I think they're only allowed to take up to the World Cup. They're only allowed to take uh, 32. Right. Okay. Um, so I would imagine they'll play the next three or four games. Uh, maybe that Bledisloe, the last Bledisloe Cup game in Dunedin, maybe... Maybe that'll be a pretty close indication um, of that final 31 that's going to go okay. up to. Uh, but maybe, maybe, maybe if they've got the Bledisloe locked up, maybe they uh, don't take a risk on a few of those players uh, just before a World Cup. I know they've got to play Africa at Twickenham uh, right the week before the World Cup starts. So, um, mate, yeah, I, I, they've, they've, there's, a, there's a still a few people to come back, like the likes of David Avili, that I think will probably feature in a few tests this year okay. before the World Cup. 
So, mate, yeah, I, there, there's still a little bit of changing to go, and it's just uh, just important for those boys to uh, put their hand up and make sure they're doing the right things now. Yeah, well, absolutely. And pe- talking about people putting their hands up, another text here. Is uh, Bodie going to be the first-choice fullback at the World Cup? Do you see Will Jordan or anybody else, like Sean Stevenson, getting a run at the back in any games this year? Uh, yeah, I see. I see. Um, I definitely see Will Jordan as the, as the number one fullback in the country. Mm-hmm. I, I think he was left uh, at home under a bit of cotton wool, not wanting to fly him after the um, inner ear infection right. that he had. So they, I think they just wanted to give him a bit of a rest. He's had a few weeks at Super Rugby. So yeah, I, I, I would imagine. I can't see him not coming in. I think he's the best fullback in the country. I, I think he'll come in uh, to fullback and and maybe. Bodie slide to the bench possibly, or um, I thought Damian McKenzie has probably did enough to stay at ten. Yeah. Uh, so may, maybe maybe there's no there's no room for Bodie as as of the moment. But you know things change. I, I think Stevenson deserves a shot. I mm. honestly um, he's been one of the standouts in Super Rugby this year. He was he was the standout player in the New Zealand 15 at the end of last season um, up in the UK. So yeah, I, I I think he deserves a shot. I think he's done enough to to let him. You know, to give him a shot, and wouldn't it be great to see him uh, this week when you know the real big pressure game to um, put him out there and see how he performs? Oh yeah, absolutely. We're we're so looking forward to that. And of course, you mentioned players under under pressure. I mean, Caleb Clark coming into this test wasn't really seen as a player in form. Did he answer any questions for you in the game today? Yeah, he played well. He didn't he didn't do a lot wrong, uh, which which you like in test match. But you know, he didn't see a lot of ball either. And mm. um, you know, sometimes that's not all all the wingers' fault if you don't see a lot of ball that's just the run of play but um, yeah I'd like to see him involve more I'd, I'd certainly like to see him um, kick uh, chase kicks a bit harder I just think you know sometimes yeah. he gets a he doesn't chase as hard as what he could I mean if, if you if you watch the African game that's all they did when they kicked they really? have, they have five or six runners at full pace you know trucking down that ball and trying to make a contestable catch and um, you know they make huge gains there. They 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 steal the odd ball in the air, and and they they've got field position on you straight away. So they have a massive kick chase emphasis, and uh, I just think one area that we could probably be a little, a little bit better in. I'm going to have to have a look at that replay, Steve, just purely for for the joyous uh, moment of of the victory of South Africa, actually, as well. Um, and Steve, look, let's be fair. Well, let's talk about halfback. You know, your old posse. I mean, Aaron Smith still number one, still looks the goods, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's still, you know, he was there. He was there all, you know, pretty much the first 60. He did everything right. He passed hard. He uh, kicked when he needed to, and he, he made a couple of crucial tackles. And, you know, that's what you want from your old head. He, he'll be there. There's, there's no way he's not going on a plane unless he's injured. And, um, you know, we we don't see him get injured a lot. So um, here we're there. I, I still think Christie's our, our next best. And, and yeah. then, um, you know... We haven't seen Roy Gard in the test jumper yet, and no doubt he'll get a chance. But, uh, you know, I, I like Fakatava in that New Zealand 15 game um, mm. against Japan. He, he just, when he comes on, he's got, he, he just runs. And I, I just think it's a it's a good plan B. We don't, you know, it's just a good plan B. Sometimes when yeah. you've got a passing nine, the defence just spreads out and, and makes their tackles. And then, you know, you bring a Fakatava on around towards, you know, 20 minutes to play. You've got some tired forwards, and he starts running. and and causing havoc and holes and you know it's just a, it's a good plan b option for 
with some of those games and uh, yeah, that's what um, that's what I like. But yeah. um, you know, obviously Roy Gard will get his opportunity in the next couple of weeks to, to have a test, and we'll see how he goes. We sure will. Hey, Steve, mate, uh, as always, buddy, absolute pleasure having you on the phone uh, with us today, mate. You enjoy the rest of your day, okay? Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers. There you go. Steve Devine with his uh, thoughts. Always good um, to get uh, Steve's opinions on stuff as he does here on SENZ as well when he does his hosting there too. If you've got any thoughts, 0800 150 811, text double eight double three, and we'll get back to you after this break. to one here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you here up until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Producer Finn James is on the buttons. 0800 150 is the number to call. You can text us as well on double eight double three. We just had Steve Devine. We were talking with him about the All Blacks test, uh, the big win this morning, 41-12. And his thoughts, Ken just sent a text in. Steve, uh, the Blues coaching setup looks great, especially if Schmidt is involved. That's from Ken. Yes, um, indeed, Ken, it sure does. That's for next season as well. Uh, it's funny has the Blues. They had a pretty good season this year, but they just had an awful semi-final. They really, truly, truly did. Um, 0800-150-811 is the number to call if you want to share your thoughts uh, on the rugby this morning. You can, of course, text double eight um, double three. As with any sort of great, this is see Finn. You, 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 you knew, you're new to this game. As with any kind of great uh, victory, it sometimes can be hard to get opinion on it because it's been a good win. Even us this morning, now it's like, where do we go? What where do we, we go? Where do we go? What do we do? We're trying to, and then we try to pick holes, and we go, "Hang on a minute, let's just take it for what it is." It was a good win, forty-one twelve, and like Steve Devine said, everyone, actually, everyone, kind of played pretty well. Yeah, yeah, no few, one. Few standout performances, few, I reckon. Yeah, few, who, who were your standouts then? I for, thought the Barrett brothers were quite good today. Oh, the Barrett brothers all, D, and D Mac, even though he started a little slow. He did start slow. Kicking was a bit shaky. Now, what, let me ask you this, because it wasn't just D Mac's kicking that was shaky with the conversions. The Argentinian boys. Yes, I did notice that. It was a bit. Maybe it was windy. I don't know. I don't Who know. Knows? I don't. The know. ball was going really high, high and just moving around the air. Yeah, it looked. Very hard to kick, very it, hard kicking conditions. It did for the conversions. If you didn't see it, folks, they, they converted. But the, the ball went so high over the posts. It was over the top of the posts, and they were pretty high posts. And obviously, if you're getting the ball that high, the wind's going to have an effect. But why did the ball go that high? Because normally when they kick it, normally it doesn't go that high. It's halfway up, maybe, the posts. But this time, and even Damien's first ones, they weren't that tricky, really, were they? They were pretty close, like <laughs> almost out in front, as yeah. I could say. There were pe- everyone's going, oh, no, he's got the yips. He's got the yips. Um, it, 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 that's how he's going, oh, no, he's playing himself out of the 10 jersey. But his actual 
game aside from the well, he did nail a couple of conversions, which was good. Uh, but obviously, it was tricky conversion kicking uh, at time. But his actual game itself was really good. And yeah, all the Barretts played very well. Geordie Barrett, we wanted him at twelve. He's at twelve. He looks at home there, doesn't he, Finn? You, we're all saying we've said it before. We just it's just reinforced it, hasn't it? He's number twelve. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A great performance today. Him and Rico through the middle. I thought they were quite good. Look, there's been big question marks over Rico Ioanni in centre. Everyone's. Every, we all know that. Everyone said it. We've all been open about. It. He had a cracking game today. We can't deny it. Absolutely. Even, even if you don't like him at that position, he had a good game today. Um, and there were other players. Bowden Barrett, as we've heard, you know, many people would prefer. Steve DeMine said, Will Jordan, me too, many others. Sean Stevenson would probably be ahead of Bowden Barrett in terms of fullback. He had a good game today. Can't can't dispute it. No, you can't. can't. Yeah, he played well. Can't deny whole it. Whole team played well, whole to be honest. Whole team played well. Which There's is, not really much you can pick apart from the win, eh? No, There's not, no, not really many bad things that, that there's happened. There's not. There's no. not at all. <laughs> and then you, but then you, then you wonder, well, maybe this Argentinian side were just bad. And we beat and we beat we beat a bunch of easy beats. Maybe but there was some pressure. Home game, maybe front of your fans, maybe, family. Maybe they had a much better second half. They woke up in yes. the second half, but by then it was it was Too done late. and dusted. Too late. I didn't see the Aussie game at all. Did you see that one for no? I didn't either. No, no, I didn't. I didn't watch it. But that sounds like going by Steve Devine's judgment, a massacre, a massacre. <laughs> so yeah, that looks like a good one to watch because, uh, as Steve said, that was like a full strength Aussie side up against a. South African side who had literally rested a lot of their players. Are the All Blacks yeah. going to be nervous then? Probably. Yeah. I would say probably. It's quite scary, man. isn't it? Watching I would it. say. And oh. let's, let's be fair. Who's the team we love to play the most in rugby? It's the Springboks. It's the Springboks. And that's probably England. You know, just purely because we don't like the English rugby team. That's the only reason. Um, you know, it's not Aussie. You know, it's not Argentina. It's just not. Um, but yeah, if you saw that uh, South Africa... Australia game. Give us your thoughts on that too. 0800-150-811. You can, of course, text double eight double three. Eight minutes to one here on SENZ. Yeah, got a bit, uh, got a bit uh, rusty on the buttons there. Hit the uh, talk button instead of the actual talk back to uh, Finn, the producer button. So, uh, yeah, but loving it. Loving the music. Loving the sounds of young Finn here. He's coming hot. He's coming good. I'm loving it. Being no disrespect to any previous producers, but their musical tastes were where the sun doesn't shine. That's, I'm just... I'm not. No, no, I'm not having a go. I'm just. I'm just saying. But Finn, you, you've come in. I'm loving it, Finn. I'm. I'm loving it, mate. So well done to you. You're. You're a young man as well, Finn. You're. A, you're a young buck. Very young. Yeah, you're a very young buck. You. You started your SENZ journey here. Are you like me? You're a little bit like fill in casual coming on the weekend sort of stuff during the week if needed type yeah. of thing. I'm cool. They call. I'm here. <laughs> That's my motto. Look, it's a very easy rule in media. Being just don't say no. Exactly. Okay. And there you'll, you'll go places. Uh, coming up uh, at, at 1 o'clock, we've got uh, Will Evans. He's the editor and writer for This Warrior's Life. He's a massive uh, Warriors fan, of course, and they had a huge win against the Eels um, on uh, last night, actually. So if you've got any questions you want to uh, ask Will, double eight double three, or you can give us a call, 0800-150-811. Anything to do with the uh, the Warriors uh, and or the NRL in general, uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, talk with you about that. Did you see the Warriors last night? Uh, I did. But you did. Very exciting game. Oh. Huge bounce back win after a tough loss to the Rabbitohs last weekend. Man, it was. It was like, and for me, look, I, okay, I'm, I declared my hand at the start. I'll declare my hand now. In the tipping comp, which I'm in, I, I thought the Eels might win this one. Wow. I know, I know. Even I, short-staffed even, as well? Even short-staffed, I Damn. thought, I know, I thought, you know, at the same time, I wasn't sure if Sean Johnson was there, but soon he was in there, I, I should have changed my 
Should have changed my pick as soon as Sean was announced. It's my fault. Oh, well. And, you know, but the thing is I'm coming off tipping comps where traditionally you don't tip the Warriors. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> because they're so inconsistent. Yeah. But this year it's so different. It's thrown everyone. And now you're more than likely going to pick the Warriors than not pick them. Um, but, yeah, I made a, a foolish mistake. It may have cost me in the um, – in the round. Uh, but are you in any tipping comps? I'm for, not. No. In any fantasy leagues? No, not no, for league, no. no. What do you go for in your fantasy leagues? Just basketball. Basketball fantasy yeah, league? Yeah, big NBA fantasy guy. How big is the NBA fantasy league? Is it massive? Is Huge. It, like how many, is it like millions of people taking part? I'm not sure, but I'd, I'd assume because me and my friends just have like a small, like closed one, but I'm sure millions of people sign yeah. up for it every season. They're so cool, those fantasy leagues, aren't they? Oh, I love them. Hey. It makes you just want to watch the sport even more. You watch games you wouldn't watch. <laughs> That's true. Because there's players you've got that you've got to watch. Yeah. yeah, because you've picked players you don't like playing. In that exactly. <laughs> it makes you watch the sport more, and if you love it, then you love it. Yeah, that's a really good thing. I don't think they ever considered that when they came up with these um, leagues, but that's actually a byproduct of what's happened, isn't it? Absolutely. If you're in those leagues, you're now going to watch games you wouldn't probably watch. Exactly. Which is a – man, that's a massive win. Um, got a text in here as uh, – oh, actually, should we do that? We'll do that. No, I'll read it now. we got time. Um, saw the Aussie game, uh, South Africa game. The Saffa forwards were relentless and their wingers were really good. They absolutely exploited the storm winger that Eddie had picked. Oh, that was that Vunivalu? I think it was Vunivalu. I see why Rennie never picked him. He looked like he was lost at sea on the field and got badly exposed. Oh, jeez. So there you go. Yeah, the Aussies were absolutely smashed by South Africa uh, this morning in their game. And as Steve Devine said, if you want to have a good laugh, watch the replay. We'll be back after 1 o'clock, and we're going to be talking rugby league with Will Evans, the editor and writer for This Warrior's Life. One o'clock here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you here up until two o'clock. Today, 0800 150 is the number to call. You can text double eight double three. Finn James, producer, is on the buttons. If you've got anything you want to ask about rugby league, about the Warriors, now is the time. Double eight double three, or give us a call 0800 150 We will be talking about uh, league, all things NRL, because right now on the line we have Will Evans, the editor and writer for this Warriors Life. Will, thanks for joining us this afternoon, mate. Uh, my pleasure, Dean. Thanks for having me. No, you're welcome, mate. And let's be honest, mate. You're a Warriors fan, a diehard. How good was that win last night? Uh, outstanding again. Great to see them put up a, a bit of a score on an understrength Parramatta team. But, you know, worth mentioning that we've uh, got several top liners out still as well. So just great to see us win and win uh, convincingly, not just sort of scrape through. Um, you know, they did have a lot of players out the eels. So mm. I think that but further disadvantage than us with Gutherson, Moses, uh, Brown and Hodgson still out. So that's their entire first choice spine. But, you know, we, we won well. We won, We should have won well and we did. And that, that's the important thing. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like you too. I thought, oh, maybe over there the fans, because it's a massive crowd, huge crowd. Um, and also part of it was for the uh, Daniel Anderson as well, wasn't it? That was the side he coached both sides. And so the big crowd, I actually thought the big crowd might have a big impact with the Eels, but it just it just didn't happen. Yeah, I think they silenced the Parramatta section of the crowd and you could hear the Warriors fans uh, get into their work <laughs> later on as well. Great to hear the chant. It, uh, a bit of a, I guess, uh, fundraising for Daniel Anderson after that terrible accident. He took both clubs to a grand final, so... Mm. Uh, 
to see um, that cause get a fair bit of support as well. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. And I loved it too. You know, we heard the para para chant for ages, but when you heard the Warriors one, it was like, oh, this is wicked, man. Wonderful. Uh, I loved it too. But also some great performances. And one in particular I think stood out was uh, young Luke Metcalf. You know, there's been question marks about him. He had a cracker last night. Yeah, a real breakout performance from Metcalf, uh, he, especially that first half. Just absolutely carved up. He, he got things rolling with that line break assist for Jackson Ford, and then he next play backs up to uh, to score a solo try. Had the key hand in both of Montoya's uh, tries out on that left edge, and then uh, scored another one himself, a solo effort. So yeah, it's easy to forget he only, he only started uh, two NRL games before arriving with us because mm. he came with a but he, you know, he was fairly inexperienced um, and on top of a significant injury before trying to slot into the halves of the team that were already uh, humming along. So I think a lot of people probably expected, and myself included, expected a bit too much from him too early, but he really uh, looked pretty comfortable out there last night. I guess the key for him, if he's to keep a spot in the 17 or keep Tomato Martin out of the decide uh, when he when he's available is to do that against the uh, better teams that we're coming up against in um, the next couple of weeks. Well, that's the question, isn't it? Because Tamari Martin is recovering from fitness. He's, he's not far away. What does, I mean, it's a good problem for Coach Andrew Webster to have. Uh, my own opinion is you don't change a winning side, but what do you think Andrew Webster will do once Tamari Martin is fit? Uh, look, I, I really don't know. I'm not sure if they, they might give uh, Tamara a, a run in New South Wales Cup just to get him uh, back up and running. But I'm more than comfortable with Metcalf there at the moment, whether there's a way that they can work both of them into the 17 together. I'm not quite sure, especially when guys like Jazz Tavanga and, and so forth are available again. But yeah, as you say, it's a, a great problem to have. More than comfortable with either of those guys, uh, hopefully teaming up with Sean come finals time. And, and last night as well, there were uh, you know four players having big uh, you know milestone games, and they they all delivered. You know Dylan Walker, um, uh, Sean Johnson. I mean Sean Johnson has been arguably having the best season he's ever had. Oh, absolutely! Uh, great to see Sean become just the fifth warrior to bring up two hundred games to the club, and you know it's just a fairy tale, really. I mean the the return last year didn't quite go. Mm. Um, well as it could have, and this year has just been unbelievable. You know, arguably the the uh, standout player in the competition, not just off his own career, which has you know obviously been uh, affected by consistency and that sort of thing. Uh, he's just been delivering every week. Slightly understated last night. I don't think he had to be as dominant, but he you know steered the team around. Um, as he as he did, and, and let some of the other guys uh, take the reins a bit as far as you know breaking the game open. Um, Walker again, brilliant. Uh, a great try um, to put Barnett through a hole in the second half and what he got through in 40 minutes uh, before he came off with that arm injury, which is a bit of a concern. Mm. Uh, quite remarkable. He's just so good in that 14-year-old uh, defensive workload. Amazing. Great ball runner. Uh, he's been a huge addition to the team and hopefully uh, that injury isn't too serious. Well, that's the thing. You, you mentioned additions to the team. Yeah, we have got new players in the squad this year, and you always have, like, when, I, when they signed Dylan Walker, I thought, oh, he was okay at Manly, but nothing more than that. And same with Mitch Barnett. He, he's okay, journeyman. Um, but, man, they've done well. Oh, it's, yeah, it's some real money ball type signings that, that are, you know, guys that are playing the best footy of their career. Someone mm. like Jack Ford, it, it, you know, he'd been... Yes. 
a fringe guy for St George Illawarra. Played a, a fair few games, but certainly wasn't a star, and certainly wasn't someone that many Warriors fans were excited about coming over. He was the best player on the field just about last night. Mm. 194 uh, meters, a couple of line breaks, and yeah, he's, he's just all action, huge work rate, and uh, someone you'd hate to come up against. And becoming a real fan favourite and a key player of that 17, he's, he's locked in that uh, number 11 jersey and. It just epitomises what Andrew Webster's been able to do with a bunch of, you know, what yeah. you would say, a mid-fruits journeyman, as you say, and, and guys that, you know, probably at a bit of a career crossroads. Yeah, it is. It's been absolutely wonderful to watch. And, you know, if we look at um, even like some of the bigger boys, we look at Tohu Harris. I hope he's got shares in whoever makes that bandaging tape because, God, he uses enough of it. But, <laughs> boy, he's playing so well too. Yeah, he's an incredible player, Torhu, and, and, you know, it, it looks like he's patched together, but it, it, the work that he gets through is incredible, and just the subtleties in his game, again, a, a, a beautiful try assist for, to put Walker away last night, mm. uh, you know, to have someone with that sort of skill and, and hold the middle together on attack, as well as, you know, make 40-odd tackles a, a game and 150 metres, he's, yeah, he's a phenomenal player and a great leader, uh, becoming one of the the great captains of the NRL at the moment. Absolutely. And the NRL, they package it so well too, don't they? I mean, for me, one of the highlights last night was uh, Dallin's try when he when he smashed into the photographer and then he picks him up. But then afterwards, they show the footage of what the photographer shot. How fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that was beautifully done, wasn't it? Oh. Uh, the producers of, of, uh, of last night's game, that was uh, great stuff and great to see, you know, a nice little moment. Obviously, the Warriors had the game well wrapped up there and by the time Dallin scored that try, but a nice little moment with him and the photographer there. It's great to see. Now, let's let's get serious for a second here. Uh, well, that, that win has now put the Warriors up to fifth in the table. As we know, it is so congested. I mean, are we, are we going to dare to say top four? Are we just happy to be in the eight? I think where we're placed now, and we'll finish the uh, weekend outright six once the Storm get their buy points, I think we're very, very well placed, uh, mostly because it's such a an even competition with the you know the front runners not firing like we've probably seen Penrith absolutely dominate in recent seasons. Mm. You know, you'd say Broncos and South are the next best teams in the competition. South lost again last night, obviously, origin players out and whatnot. But, you know, also the Bulldogs are there in eighth mm. position. Uh, it's so tight. We're only four points off the lead. We've got a nice draw home. Our two hardest games are the next two weeks, Cronulla and Canberra, but okay. both very beatable at Mount Smart. Mm. Then we've got to buy. Then five games against teams that are in the in the bottom eight uh, who potentially could be out of the finals running. I know it's, uh, there's a few teams sort of knocking on the door. Yeah. The Cowboys are the Titans are still hovering around them, Manly maybe, but I, I really think that by the time we start playing some of these teams, uh, you know, their chances are, are pretty much gone and, and we should be able to win, you know, all of our last five realistically. And we've been so good in Australia, four on the trot now. Yeah. And going over there is not too big of a deal. We've got a bit of a Hamilton hoodoo, but that's against <laughs> West Tigers. who are really, uh, struggling a bit, so... Yeah, everything's pointing towards the top four finish just because of the, um, I guess, the the relative strength of our draw compared to everyone else. I mean, it's not inconceivable that we win our last seven games. Yeah, it's so bizarre. I mean, that table is so jammed. It's so tight. I mean, you look at, you know, the Rabbitohs and the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys have been coming home strong, so you expect them to get in there. But you mentioned that result as well. I didn't see it last night. I'm not sure if you did. 
the Rabbitohs. I know they had players out, but they lost to the Bulldogs, who last week got absolutely annihilated. Yeah, it was incredible. I actually sat there and uh, in the wake of the Warriors win and, and watched that game, and it was a beauty, actually. Very entertaining. Full credit to a, a, a revamped uh, Bulldog side, plenty of selection changes, and yeah, they, they brought it to South. They almost blew it at the end, but held on for a deserved win. Disappointing for South, obviously, that you know, they were missing pretty much their entire spine and, and a couple of Ford's Cameron Murray as well. So, oh, of um, course, yeah. Well, oh, but again, those results count, and um, you know it's an advantage for the Warriors. No Origin players, um, and South will come back stronger. But again, it's uh, you know all those two points all count in such a tight race. So uh, I was cheering on the Bulldogs. That's for sure. Well, let me ask you on that note: Could a player like Cody Walker, uh, for example, have said no to New South Wales? Could he have said no? Yeah, and played this uh, game against the Bulldogs. Same, well, you know. I- He's a passionate New South Welshman, Cody Walker, and I think he jumped at the opportunity to re- return to Origin. He mm. said he wants to be next year, so it's a big opportunity for him. But, yeah, again, uh, very tough on South. Yeah, man, very tough on South. Hey, a couple of other games on the weekend. I'm not sure you saw those either. Uh, well, the Dragons versus the Raiders. The Raiders got him in the end, but the Dragons played a lot better than they did last week as well. Yeah, they did. Uh, the Raiders, they're the hardest team to get a gauge on uh this season, they're, they're running out along the top four. They've got a, a points differential of minus 55. They've won, I think, 10 of their last 12 now. All of those wins have been, you know, by sort of single digits, <laughs> yeah. the 1 to 12. It's crazy stuff. Um, they were out to 18-0 and let the Dragons back, and it was actually a bit of a grandstand finish before the Raiders finally sealed it. So, uh, yeah, the Raiders, I, I don't know if... Um, they'll be more than happy with where they're sitting, but putting in an 80-minute performance has uh, kind of eluded them so far and, and not a team I'm particularly worried about playing at home in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, I agree with you on that too. Um, a couple of other games from the weekend too, or one other one, um, the Tigers versus the Sharks. Sharks won that one uh, over the Tigers, as you'd expect, but a much better game from the Tigers as well. Yeah, after that uh, 74-0 line against the Bucky. They actually fought back to 12 all at half time. A couple of things didn't go their way after the break. So, uh, but you know, even that, that 36 12 scoreline at the end probably didn't reflect uh, the effort that they put in. The Sharks, another interesting one there, um, well entrenched in that top four. Mm. Played them Sunday, but uh, so they've sort of made a made their uh, spot on the table by beating up on poor teams. And you can only play who's in front of you. And yes. they've uh, thrashed the Tigers. Um, and and those sort of sides and, and Bulldogs in recent weeks. I think the Dragons last week, they gave a, a good touch-up, but they've struggled against top eight teams. I think they're one, maybe one and six against the other top eight teams. Mm. Uh, that's a good sign for us coming up against them. I, we obviously had that incredible comeback win over them. Oh, and, yeah. uh, I think five over in the Shire there yes. uh, will be to, to welcome them. And I've already checked the weather forecast looking like a dry day in Auckland, which uh, everyone will be relieved about after our wet weather struggles in Auckland. Oh, God, uh, yeah, just, it's been unbelievable. Well, it's been yeah. um, it's been just mental. But yeah, the, and, but that's a good thing. I heard that in the commentary as well. The Warriors, you know, in the old days, you might go, oh, yeah, they love a bit of mud, a bit of rain. Now they're more of a dry track team. Yeah, that's right. It is an interesting one, and obviously would like to rectify that a bit, make those home conditions an advantage uh, mm. for us when they do occur, because they will again. Um, 
But yeah, they look uh, fantastic on a dry track last night, just playing with a lot of pace. A feature of the game last night I really enjoyed was uh, it was a bit of a patchy opening 20, but once the Eels started to make a few mistakes, uh, they immediately uh, on the counter attack, and you know not just um, not just diving on a loose ball and settling it down. They, their instinct was to you know drive up the field and, and mm. make the most of the retreating uh, defence, and they did it brilliantly. That's what sort of got them that that four tries in the last 15 minutes um, to really take the game away from the Eels in the in the first half. Well, you hear the commentators too. They say that you know the Warriors' back five are uh, brilliant at helping out re- returning uh, the ball. And you look at players like um, you know Montoya, fantastic game once again. And Dallin, as always, is, is playing brilliantly. Oh, absolutely! Particularly our back three, where you know Chance has just been an absolute yes. rock, and of course, and is actually starting to to turn into a decent ball playing fullback as well. Uh, combining particularly with Sean there. On, when he's on the right edge. Mm. Um, boy, a superb double last night. Had no right to score that second try. That was fantastic. <laughs> he can, he can uh, come up with a, a bit of rocks and diamond stuff, as can Dallin, but uh, you know, brilliant finishing from both of them last night. Dallin, career best year. Montoya has been a, a superb buy. Another one that arrived a couple of years ago, though, wasn't particularly fussed on, and he's uh, certainly proved me wrong. Uh, talking about the back five, I think probably the the only area of the lineup that's... Uh, Causing Warriors fans any sort of consternation mm-hmm. is the thing there. Pompey, uh, a bit of a butterfingers display last yeah. night. Up of the course with Adam Pompey is, is a natural footballer, um, but just you yeah, can't quite produce that. Um, you know his best across 80 minutes. Rocco Berry, I'm not sure if uh, he's the answer there at right centre. Some nice things last night. Just doesn't quite look. Uh, he's had plenty of chances to gel there and I'm just not sure if it's quite happening. Um, love to see Ali Leatawa. He was uh, brilliant on debut against the Raiders in, in that big win in Canberra there. Okay. Uh, fortunately, a, a hamstring injury. He's uh, sidelined for a bit of time. It's Yeah, it's a bit of a worry heading into the into the finals with what I would say is probably one of the weakest centre combinations in the NRL. That's a really good uh, observation, well, really good observation. Um, in terms of the NRL itself, just recently I, I saw it the other night. Um, what is going – do you understand the there's like a media strike or something from the Players Association? Can you explain that in layman's terms? Yeah, well, it's, uh, there's several sticking points on the collective bargaining agreement that the Rugby League Players Association and the NRL uh, can't – can't uh, come to, to, to terms with or agree on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's been for a, a long, long time now, uh, since well before the start of the season. Uh, there was a bit of a, a media ban on during the pre-season and then that got lifted. Um, I guess that frustration that things aren't getting sorted out has come to the fore again and that's why we're not seeing any player interviews uh, this weekend. And it has been a bit weird watching the coverage without any sort of <laughs> input from players other than on the field. But, yeah. Um, yeah, again, I'm not I'm not probably across it as, as much as some people as far as what the the disagreements are or what they can't uh, kind of come to terms on. Um, hopefully, it doesn't last too much longer. I mean, it only punishes the fans, and um, yeah, uh, I mean, I can understand it um, that they've got these issues that they need to work out. But it's probably a little disappointing that this is the uh, the track that it's going down at the moment. Okay, so that could still be a few weeks away from getting that actually sorted out as such. Yeah, sounds sounds like it. I think that 
Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, players will do club media and, um, and any sort of agreement, any uh, roles that they've got with the media that are still standing, but otherwise, yeah, it's a media blackout from, uh, from then onward. Okay, thank you for explaining that. A couple more games to go this week, of course. One today, uh, the Titans, and they've lost a few players to State of Origin, up against the Dolphins. Is the, the fairy tale unravelling for the Dolphins? It has been a little tough for them. They had some big, big losses, uh, Manly and, and Parramatta back-to-back, just yeah, leaking a, a lot of points to uh, one of the uh, poorer defensive teams in the competition now after some of those defeats. I think it's just about do or die for the Dolphins today. Mm. Uh, they're four points outside the eight, a loss to the Titans, another team that's uh, just above them on the ladder, sort of scrapping to stay in the race. Uh, yeah, it could be tough. For the, the Dolphins to remain in contention if they uh, don't get up today. I think they're a really good chance. They showed some good signs in, uh, in, a, in a pretty even fight against the Broncos before going down last weekend. The Titans uh, without three uh, origin forwards are so crucial to what they've been able to do well, even though they're a pretty flighty team themselves. I think <laughs> the Dolphins might just get up today, but it should be a really entertaining high-scoring Queensland derby, I think. Yeah, sure, will be. And then, of course, uh, it's the it's the it's game three state of origin. Um, the game is you know, the series has been won by Queensland. We know that, but from all indications, it sounds like Queensland aren't going to button off and they're going to play full steam for um, a win in this one. How do you see this one going? And what has happened to this New South Wales team? Yeah, it's been a crazy series. I mean, who thought we would be here talking about a likely Queensland clean sweep? You know, thirty-two mm. six. In the second game, it was, uh, you know, it was every bit as um, convincing as that scoreline made it look. Uh, the way that the Blues capitulated in game one to lose from a seemingly unlosable yeah. position is quite amazing. And, you know, some of the selections have obviously come under fire. They've used a stack of different players, heaps of changes. Some of them, you can understand some of them are head scratches for, for this game. Mm. I think uh, have been or will be fired up to complete a clean sweep. You know, they absolutely turn up for every every Origin game. We've only had one clean sweep in the uh, in the last 22 wow. years of Origin. Whoa. It's quite amazing uh, the, the, the uh, proportion of, of dead rubber games that the team that's lost the series has got up to win is, is quite remarkable. Um, and that 2010 Queensland team that last completed the clean sweep was packed with all-time greats, Lockyer, Inglis, yes. uh, Slater, all those sort of guys. So it would be an incredible achievement for a team on paper. They look pretty good on paper now after what they've done, but it, you wouldn't have said at the start of the series that, uh, you know, they were much, much top as far as the all-time great origin uh, teams go. But, uh, you know, they put their they put their names up in uh, the annals of origin history as, as one of the finest teams if they can complete this clean sweep. Yeah, they do it so well. I have to admit, you know, like Queensland, they've certainly got that. They bring in all their greats surrounding their team. And then you look at New South Wales and they seem to be a bit all over the show. And, and Freddie Fittler looks like, is he is he, uh, is he on death row, shall we say? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. You, you think he probably should be. Uh, and a lot of the media speculation is that it's, you know, it should be all over for him. Uh, it doesn't seem to be a hell of a lot of candidates uh, ready to step into the role, I guess. Mm. Um, you know, that uh, coaches don't combine um, NRL and, and Origin duties anymore. So, you know, the best coaches are generally coaching NRL teams. I just don't know what the answer is uh, for the, you know, the player, uh, the person who would take over from Fittler, but he's got it all wrong this this year. I mean, it's 
his selections uh, before the games, his use of the bench. I mean, obviously chucking Nico Hines in there at centre yeah. was it a debut, and then he you know, missed a tackle and then gets dumped. And uh, you know, this is the guy that, that a lot of people thought should have been in the halves uh, to start the series, mm. and he's just cast aside. And then you know, chucking Damien Cook in the centres when he probably had four or five other guys that have played centre at NRL level mm. that would have spotted in better when Tom Trevojevic went uh, went down. And, you know, that was just about game over, I think, when he made that uh, that call. A tough break for him, losing Turbo, but those things happen and it's about how you deal with it. And I don't think uh, Freddie's dealt with the, the, uh, the hurdles during the series particularly well. Yeah, no, neither do I. I'll finish on one last thing for you. The transfer system in um, rugby league in the NRL, how does it actually work? I mean, Ben Hunt's already said he wants to go, but yet they're saying he might stay. How does it work? Well, there's uh, there's deadlines as far as uh, a date that a a player can switch teams uh, between, uh, you know, during a season. But obviously, you know, if you're under contract, Mm. the team... Brat has to uh, release you, and you know, fair play to St George Illawarra for for uh, denying Ben Hunt, uh, um, you know, his, his transfer to another team. Yeah. He, they they don't have to. He's on he's on under contract for another year after mm. this year. Again, there's no point. I don't think uh, someone staying long term in a club he doesn't want to be at. But I do sympathise with the Dragons as much of a mess as they are, and how mm. poorly have been. Um, you know, why would you let pretty much the only good thing going for you on, as far as your roster goes uh, uh, go to a rival club? I mean, you know, I could, I for the storyline, I quite like the, you know, the idea of seeing him say go to the Titans for the rest of the year to see what that would do for the Titans and for the competition. But, mm. yeah, don't begrudge the Dragons standing their ground. It, it really has to be a, uh, a fully neutral uh, parting of the ways. Yeah, look, I think I think you're right there. Hey, well, hey, thank you so much for uh, joining us this afternoon, mate, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, go the Waz. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they can keep this role going. Thanks very much for, for having me. You're welcome. There you go. That's Will Evans. He's the editor and writer for this Warriors Life. Fantastic um, thoughts and opinions on the Warriors there and the NRL in general. We'll be back with more of your thoughts and calls after this break. 1.30 here on SENZ. Dean Butler here up until 2 o'clock. Give us a call 0800 150 Finn James is on the buttons. Or you can text double eight double three on the text line. Uh, temper and bedposts, range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in a comfort. We were talking with uh, Will Evans before about uh, the Warriors and the NRL. And he mentioned, uh, we mentioned the Raiders and how they're like the hard team to gauge and he said their points because the points differential is going to play a big part in the table this season because it's so tight they're currently in fourth spot and their points differential is minus 55 now if you look down the table other teams with minus uh, points difference that would really put them in 12th place Uh, they would be under the Eagles, who have minus 24 as their points differential, they between the, they would be between the Sea Eagles and the Dolphins, who are minus 83. So that gives you an indication of how close this is. Alternatively, if you look at the Newcastle Knights, they actually have a positive points differential of 26. They're currently in 14th. If we took that as, if we did this table just purely on points differential, they'd be up in 10th. 
So, yeah, it is a crazy, crazy table and well spotted to um, Will Evans. Thank you for that, Will. Uh, other, of course, we have been talking about the rugby and uh, Finn, as you know, when you come off the back of a big win, you, you don't really get a lot of, not as much engagement. No. Shall we say we've had we've had some texts have come in, which is great. We've had a couple of phone calls, which has been awesome. But it's not the same kind of. There's no angry Kiwis on the no, line this morning. No, man, we're we're all in the good mood today. Yeah, good, good mood. Forty-one, twelve, great win for the ABs this morning, and it, we got even better when we found out the Aussies got smashed by Absolutely. South Africa. So, <laughs> wow, great day all round. It's a great day. It's a great Sunday. <laughs> it's a great Sunday. Um, but there's plenty of sport on. We've, so we've got the rugby, which is on at the moment. Uh, we've got the league, which is always happening. Uh, we've got the uh, uh, Ashes, which is on too. Have you been? What do you watch much of the Ashes? Because uh, now back on free to air TV. Thank God you got rid of Spark. Well done. I'll be honest, I haven't watched a single minute of the Ashes this really? year. Really? Is it because no. it's too late? Yes. Let's go off that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, it does. To be fair, I normally and I ha, I've been looking for a highlights package as well myself because you know I'm not yeah. staying up till five in the morning. Yeah, but I've watched. I normally watched the first hour or so, hour and a half. Okay, uh, but that's it. I haven't seen the rest of it. Uh, but yeah, that's on at the moment. Uh, and I'll just do a quick. I'll do a quick update for you at the moment because we're into the last day, um, and England need 224 to win. So they've got no. No one's out. No one's out. So this is good. This is good. Uh, being at the moment, England are, uh, what is it, 20, where are they? Second innings, 27, 27, no wickets down, and then they two, and then there's a further 224 runs. So they've got to get 251. So this is good. So come on, England. We want, we want it, England to win, baby. We want <laughs> England to win. We do not want this, this, this Aussie team in particular to win. We don't, you know what, it's funny when we talk about the Aussie cricket team and you know, cheating and all the rest, and they and they do. They, they, this team do that. Uh, if we look back in time into '81, you weren't born, obviously, Finn, but you've obviously heard of the underarm incident. Yes, you of cannot avoid it. To me, the difference between then and now is back then. Yes, the underarm when Greg Chappell ordered his younger brother Trevor to bowl that ball. You know what? There was many people in that. Aussie team who were against us as they were in New Zealand. You know, there were players on that team, you know, uh, Rod Marsh, uh, Lily, I think even Booney, they were saying no. Greg Chappell's brother, Ian, his older brother, who was a commentator at the time, was commentating and even said, no, no, Greg, don't do that. The Prime Minister of the time, Rob Baldoon, came out and said, yeah, well, they wear yellow, so they're cowards. The Aussie Prime Minister actually agreed and said it's not in the spirit of the game. So the difference between then and now is back then, 99.9% of the population, New Zealand and Australia, both said what uh, Greg Chappell did was wrong, even though it was within the laws. So back then it was wrong, but it was within the laws. And now, no. Now all the Aussies agree with what the Aussies are doing is the right thing. Bearstow being, that wasn't on. That was not right. I didn't agree with it personally either. It's not right. It might have been within the laws of the game, but it wasn't right. And I've only, and everyone, all the Aussie media, most 99% of Australians now see, see no problem with that. And this is the issue. I've watched a lot of TV. I saw the back page. I've only seen one guy come out in support or against what they did. That was Crash Craddock on the back page. And he said, yeah, I, nah. He, but he didn't, he, he kind of see, he framed it nice. He said, they could have won it without doing that. Um, and it's against the spirit of the game. Now, I don't think we can even use spirit of the game because it doesn't exist anymore in cricket. That's long, long gone. But to me, that's the difference between then and now. Now they all go, ah, oh, fine. Ah. Back then, you know, we all agreed it was wrong. And now, so 
come on, come on, England. I mean, even, did you, I don't know if you saw the World Test Final. I didn't, no. no. I, well, I, 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 I saw a bit of it. But there was one very dubious catch that, well, of the many that the Aussies have supposedly caught of the Indian batsman, and he wasn't out. The ball clearly touches, the, you can see it. You can, it's, they, you can see it, but they all claim it as a catch, and within the laws of the game, it is given, they gave it out. It's not a catch. So now, basically, the Aussie, this Aussie cricket team, this current Aussie cricket team, you've got India, who don't like them. That's a billion people. You've got England, who don't like them. That's another however many million. You've now got us. Well, we always don't like them. So there's, so, you know, when you start having all these other teams who don't like you, maybe you are the problem. You know, maybe you've got to take a good, long look at yourself, Australia. And if you're listening, stop enabling this horrible, despicable behaviour. If you've got any thoughts, 0800 150 Finn, we better take another break. Uh, let's go. 18 minutes to 2 o'clock here on SENZ. Double eight double three is the uh, text line. Uh, temper and bedpost like no other. You can give us a te- uh, call as well. 0800 150 if you wish to. Uh, Craig has said uh, we need to ask Australian cricket the best brand of sandpaper their bowlers use. Yeah, <laughs> good, good point, Craig. Very good point, mate. Uh, yeah, so the Ashes. I mean, I do love the ashes being back on free to air I, I know it's um you know late at night but it's, it's great to have it on uh to watch they could do it with a highlights package though if you're listening tvnz or juke or just just come up with that hour-long highlights package that's all get one of your producers to put that together they'll help your viewers help your ratings which means you can sell more ads you got that yeah that's so that's good for you so do that juke tvnz but yeah so glad it's not on that spark again <laughs> Happy with that. Um, 0800 Of course, uh, Finn, there's lots of sport on, and one which has kind of maybe got a bit lost this year because it doesn't have the, 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 the players as such, Wimbledon. Have you been watching any of the tennis? No. No, you see, there you go. No. It's kind of got lost in the mix a bit this year, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I feel like it's gone quite under the radar. I haven't heard much about it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. I mean, I, I like watching it, so I, I tuned in, I think it was yesterday, actually. It's the first time I had a look, and I saw... Uh, Andy Murray up against who was he playing? Uh, pass. That was actually a good game. Good game. Went right to the wire. Five setter. Uh, yeah, great game. And then um, Djokovic up against Vavrinka. But that was one way traffic. That was a dull. That was that was that was like watch there. That was wasn't even a good game. Vavrinka was just beaten from the from the get go. Um, but yeah, you're right. Who? Is your interest level up there now that we've lost a couple of the greats? You know, Rafa's not there. Rogers not there. Novak's there. Look, I want Novak to win. I want him to win. Um, I, and I, you know, and people go, oh, we don't like Novak. Look, no one likes what he did during the pandemic and that sort of stuff. That wasn't cool. But the guy himself, when he first started, he was actually the joker because he would imitate other players and he became a bit of a hard case dude. Somewhere along the line, it switched over from funny dude to a-hole and he's, he's, he's struggling but I like him I like him a lot and I want him to uh, win this one oh Roger's still my favourite though always will be my favourite you know that that backhand oh, a work of art uh, but yeah what's your thoughts New Zealand you're watching the um, the Ashes the Ashes the uh, well yeah the Ashes and or the tennis this year on the women's side of the draw I've got no idea I've got no idea um, there's that Russian girl Zabrinka something like that uh, and is it Swiatek Swiatek Something like that. I'm not. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. But what is your level? Of, I know Michael Venus is in there in the doubles. He's playing with Andy Murray's brother, and I think they won their first game. So that's if there's a Kiwi in there, 
we're interested, Finn. We, Absolutely. We've got to follow the Patriots. Kids. Patriots. But are you watching Wimbledon this year or has your level of interest dropped off? Um, another text here. Best tried. Uh, Besto tried to do the same uh, and Australian innings. McCullum dismissed at least two batsmen the same way. I don't hear you criticising them. McCullum did do that, but he did say he was young at the time and he regretted it. And you know what the difference is, Texter? When McCullum did that, everyone in New Zealand went, that's not right. That wasn't the right thing to do. He shouldn't have done that. Whereas every single Aussie is going, no, that's fine. It's in the rules. That's the difference. Biesto tried it. Yes, he did. That was against Labuschagne, who was batting out of his crease while he was batting. He didn't do it when he was walking up the crease in between overs. There's a vast difference. He's trying to get Labuschagne back into his crease. Huge difference to what happened with uh, Labuschagne and what happened with Bearstow. So, yeah, that's the vast difference between what is going on with um, the way we look at the game of cricket. Spirit of cricket, 100% dead, buried. I don't know when it died, but a long time ago now, Finn. But probably before you were born, Finn, you were born this century. Yeah, 2001. <laughs> I'm a child. You are a child. You are a child. And we had a bit of a chat about the music and you, you've come on board and you've done a great job on it. Thank great you very job. much. You I might not know the that. names of the songs, but you recognise them when you hear them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, classics. Of course, they are classics. Uh, anyway, we've got one more break to get away. We better, we better do it, Finn. Let's do it. Eight minutes to two o'clock here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you here until two o'clock. Uh, producer Finn James is on the buttons. Yeah, and Mr. Blue Skies, boy, wouldn't we love some Blue Skies uh, here in Auckland and New Zealand and everywhere around the country. Boy, oh boy, we are sick to death of this goddamn stinking rain. I know that much, Finn. Uh, of course, you can text us, double eight, double three, temper and bedposts, range of mattresses and adjustable bases, adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Yeah, I missed a couple of those, I think, uh, Finn, just trying to make up um, on those ones. I didn't see, because it was under my bit of paper. Because we've got, basically, folks, we've got in the studio, we've got this big computer screen here, which apparently is like runs it. It's a bit like Star Trek, but we just use it like a, a, a desk, like a lectern, and put our bits of paper on it. Yeah, that, that paper was under that paper until Finn came in before and said, oh, he pulled me to show me that paper. So thank you for that, um, uh, Finn. Finn, let me ask you this as well. Another um, tournament which is kicking off uh, this month in New Zealand, the Women's Football World Cup. Now, what's you, how are you gauging that? Are you are you warming to it? Do you know about it? Do you care about it? Are you thinking here it comes? Or what's... I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to watch yeah. a few games because uh, I was big on the Euros and big on the World Cup yes. uh, last year and the year before, and obviously the we're hosting it. Right. How could you not want to maybe even go to a game if there's some available? Like absolutely, you'd be stupid mate. not yeah. to, right? Yeah, you've got to because it's. I don't think I think to me it'll be a bit like the America's Cup. We don't care about it. Then it starts and we go, yeah, we're all in. Absolutely, hundred percent. This is to me is what the football women's football World Cup is going to be like as well. Once it starts, we're all going to be on board. Hopefully, the New Zealand team will do okay. We haven't got great hopes because their warm ups haven't been good. Uh, let's be honest. They've got a uh, they've got a final warm up game tomorrow against Vietnam at five thirty p.m. in uh, McLean Park. So. You know, hopefully that'll give us a better idea. But they have named the squad. That's, the squad's been picked. Um, so that that's good. And it's always tough when you pick a World Cup squad like rugby, whatever. Players miss out. It's heartbreaking. You know, the World Cup doesn't come around very often, every four years. And if it's at home, even rarer. 
So, uh, yeah, get out there and support uh, the football ferns, folks, when they play, okay, because they're going to they're gonna need our support. So hopefully they can get, uh, you know, maybe a, a draw, maybe if they can scratch a win somewhere, that might, that might be enough if they take the third-place uh, teams. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's just hope they uh, do well. But, like, the Americans are going to be bringing this 20,000 American fans coming over or something. England's the same. Japan will be, you know, all these big teams. It's going to be... It's going to be a great tournament. I'm really looking forward to it. America going for a three-peat, of course. They are, they're a pretty good side. Uh, they a pretty good uh, side indeed. But, yeah, so there's a lot of sport on. We've even got the UFC, which is on this afternoon. So, uh, yeah, if you're into that, that's coming up. Um, Finn, I just want to say uh, thank you to our guests we've had today. We had Steve Devine talking about the All Blacks. Thank you for that, Steve. Always good opinions and thoughts. Then we had Will Evans, uh, the editor and writer for The Warriors Life, uh, This Warriors Life, talking about all things to do with The Warriors and NRL. We had a few of your calls. We had some of your texts. It was a great show. Uh, thank you to you, Finn James, producer. Um, I'm Colin Casual. I'm part-time Pete. I'm Freddie Fillin. Um, I'll see you again. I don't know when, New Zealand, but I'm sure it'll be sometime soon. Uh, Finn, you have a great afternoon. New Zealand, you do the same. and Go New Zealand! <laughs>